Good morning, everyone. It's a happy Wednesday. Time to be alive in Christ. <laughs> I'm George Watkins. Thanks for stopping by on our journey into the things of God together. Every day is a day that God reveals himself in a greater way. <clears throat> he reveals himself in a number of amazing, um, surprising things. Now, we know the word of God. He reveals himself through that. <clears throat> but the scriptures tell us that he even reveals himself through nature. So we can look at the sky and the, sun, the, the stars. We can look at the planets. We can look at the, the nature. We can look at the animals. We can look at the creation around us. And everywhere we look, we can see the glory of God in a different form. <clears throat> now, what I hear and what I believe true to be true is that the earth we live in is just a small little pre-pattern, pre-example, pre-preview uh, of what heaven's going to be like, only magnified <clears throat> so much so much better, so much different, so much greater in color and depth and beauty and song and you know all the things that we love on this earth is magnified in heaven. Now, Matthew 6 tells us that it should be on earth as it is in heaven. So one of the things we do or we desire to do and work at doing is understanding what it means to have heaven come to earth, the things of heaven, all the things that heaven uh, produces. When we talk about that, we're talking about producing life and health and peace and all those wonderful things. I want to talk about joy tonight. The thing that heaven produces is joy. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm George Watkins. If you haven't been here before, thank you for coming by. I'm here every morning and Sunday at 6 p.m. We're on, on a journey toward discovering the things of God for each of these days that we meet together. One of the things that I endeavor to do is listen, and God drops a nugget in my heart, and I bring it and share it with you in the morning time. Now, that nugget, then, according to a teaching we had yesterday <clears throat> or the day before, <laughs> one of those, is that you are the magnifier of what you hear. So whatever I say, whatever your preacher says, whatever you read in the scriptures, whatever you hear when you're praying or meditating, that goes into your spirit. Remember this now. You are the multiplier, the magnifier, the increaser of the word that comes in. Now, not saying that we add our own ideas to it, but when we speak it out, when we deliver it in some form, such as conversation or you know, even a preaching session or a witnessing time or a song we sing, or just our Christian lifestyle, we are exhibiting the presence of the Lord to the people that we're around. So, be encouraged. You're contagious. <laughs> You're a virus. You're a heavenly virus. Amen. Hey, that's a good theme. Yeah, I'll teach on that one morning. Heavenly virus. <laughs> I want to talk about 
eternal joy. The key to eternal joy. Now, there's some <clears throat> there's some principles of uh, biblical Christian living that I just want to state here. First of all, you cannot be in depression and faith at the same time. You cannot be in doubt and fear and worry and in the presence of the Lord at the same time. Why do I know that? Because that's what the scriptures express to us. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So that tells me if I'm in the presence of the Lord, I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be filled with anxiety. So my responsibility then is to find the doorway, find the key, find the gateway into that wonderful uh, room, realm, place we call the presence of the Lord. Now, for some, and I suppose for all of us at some time in our life, it was uh, <clears throat> Sunday morning service or Sunday night or revival meeting or a, a great uh, tent meeting or, a, you know, convention. That would be where we want to go. So we pack up and gas in the car and, you know, spend our last dollar to get there because we want to be in the presence of the Lord. Those are wonderful times, and I tell you, I've had some, I've had some blowout times. I mean, I met God in some of those places that we went to to find the presence of the Lord. I met God. I heard the voice of the Lord. I had a prophecy over me or something that really was a foundational thing. However, you do not live there. That's You don't live on vacation all the time. You don't live at the beach all the time. You have to go home and plow ground so you can have enough corn for the, you know, the winter or so you can have enough money to go back to the beach. Spiritual life is just about that same thing. You don't just live in those extended places. You have to find a place in your life that the doorway to the joy of the Lord and to the presence of the Lord, rather, is always right there at hand. It's in your it's in your house. It's in your barn. <laughs> My father-in-law, man of God, great man of God, who is with the Lord now, but he had a <clears throat> simple, a simple uh, situation, simple life. In his early days, he was a farmer, farm boy. There was uh, eight children in the family in South Dakota, and um, the boys slept in the barn. That's how small the log cabin was. And the girls got to stay in the house in the log cabin. And when he was when he was raising my wife in the little house they had there in the Columbia Gorge in Stevenson, he had a little barn and one cow. And he would go up there and kneel every night with a lantern and um, a bale of hay and pray. That was his place to go into the presence of the Lord. Well, I have my places. I have some places that I go. I have a room or I have a situation that I can find that doorway into the Lord. I know I'm a hot rod guy, and that's that means that I <clears throat> have been addicted for since a teenager to having a, a car, something I enjoyed. And in those days, in the teenage days, it was a 
a four-speed or a, a low, you know, uh, something that had a big engine in it. Well, I have an old Chevy that I go and sit in when I want to meet God. And now, it, the Chevy doesn't go very far most of the time. It just sits in my garage. But when I climb into that car and shut the door, Jesus is there meeting me. Now, you say, that sounds really silly. It's not any different than a barn with a bale of hay or your bedroom next to your bed or a walk in the park or sitting at the beach and meditating upon the Lord. Find that doorway and you can go in and find the presence of the Lord. So this key to joy then is the presence of the Lord. The scriptures tell us, I, I love what uh, Psalms uh, 104 says, 100 the fourth verse. Let me read it out of the Passion Bible. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. <laughs> I like that. Well, the King James says, enter into the into his gates with praise. So you can pass through his open, his open gate with the password of praise. Well, if you're a computer person, or even your own phone, you know, your iPhone, this you have to have a password for everything and <laughs> oh i mess up more than i should when i forget my password but it never should forget the password of praise praise is that is that um, exercise and uh, you know the lifestyle of taking your eyes off of you not being self-centered not having all the attention, doing all the work yourself. But when you turn it to the Lord, it becomes praise because you're focusing on him. Now, the Bible says if we lose our life, we'll find it. That means if we lose our life in serving him, self-service to, to him, we will find real life. If we lose the life we think that we should have. Now, the life I think I should have is Everybody thinks I'm the greatest guy in town. Every time I walk down the street, they shout and clap their hands and throw money in front of me. <laughs> I'm stretching it a little bit. I just want to give you a little snapshot of what the human nature's like. You know, me, me, me. But when we come into Christ and Christ comes into us at new birth, salvation, we have then given, but we've been, we've given our life to him. So he says, if you give your life, you'll get real life. Real life is in Christ Jesus, isn't it? That's the power and the beauty of this message that we carry in our hearts and in our bosoms is that the life that you are really searching for is the life of Christ. I look around me every Everywhere you look, you see people that all they need is Jesus. All they need, and the government's trying to figure it out, the psychologists, the educators, all trying to figure out what's wrong with people. They need Jesus, don't they? Now, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. So the key to eternal joy is staying in that presence. Now, let's be, let's be clear about this. I'm not going to live in my 41 Chevy, and I'm not going to live in my prayer closet. I have to come out 
mow the lawn, you know, feed the dog, and and be in the presence of my family. I'm a I'm still on this earth, but I can still be in the presence of the Lord because I continue to have praise in my heart toward him. Sometimes it's verbal where I'm singing or praying or shouting to the Lord praises. Other times it's just a heart that's continually giving out worship and praise to the Lord. It, it's always, I'm always conscious of the fact that he is Lord and I'm not. And when I remember that, I know that I can do nothing without him, for he is everything to me and to you. Wow. Well, Paul said that he, he spoke in tongues more than them all. That's a lot of tongue. How do you do that? Well, I believe the spirit can speak in tongues without your, <laughs> without your voice echoing it. Every once in a while, I'll hear my spirit speak in tongues. It's, it just comes through your mind like a thought. All of a sudden, tongues come up. My spirit's speaking. And he said he died daily. Well, what do you mean by that? He walked in a submission to the Lord as if he were dead. And God was the life of his, the, the life in him. Amen. Well, that's the key. Simple, simply stated, that's the key. You want to be free from depression? Get in the presence of the Lord. Now, I said a few moments ago that as we start out <clears throat> Sunday morning service or the prayer meeting on Friday night, that's where we'll find him. If that's where you are, get there. Get there and get those encounters. Meet the Lord at that altar. Go in there and have the prayer warriors pray with you. Find that centerful point in your life where Christ is all in all. And when you do that, depression goes like the dead leaves on a, on a winter's tree. They fly away. Fear is not going to be your master. You're not going to live in agony and, you know, some kind of dread for tomorrow. Amen. And as a side note, Stop listening to the medias, to the media and the news reporters. <laughs> they are bad news people, not good news people. Okay. Well, this is uh, Wednesday. I love you all. I love you more today than I did yesterday. Uh, that's a muscle, isn't it? We exercise our love <laughs> and it grows. Glory to God. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Don't forget. Thank you for all the things you've been doing to encourage this uh, journey we're on including your prayer, which is, is foremost. Thank you for praying. And thanks for your good comments to me and your encouraging words. Every, one, every once in a while, just when I need an extra boost, someone sends me a little note or a statement or I'll see something on that you've sent. And it just encourages me to know that what we're doing is touching and, and speaking to people. Also, those that have sent in, a blessing, a financial blessing. You don't know how much that encourages us, but it also helps us go down the road. Keep that gas in the tank. Amen. <laughs> well, I love you all. I'll see you in the morning. And don't forget, find that gateway. Get in there. God's waiting for you.